Belt, go deep, Anderson's out there! This is gonna go the distance! Stiff arms of crap have <laughs> great good match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through the line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to do football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the... 65th edition of TOJ Film Room. We're actually getting into some uh, film today. Uh, had a show last, what, Friday, so I'm coming back on a Monday. Took me a little bit to do some Conklin film. Uh, just started Joe Tooney as well. So we're going to talk about Conklin, his strengths and weaknesses, uh, usual housekeeping, TOJ space film, space room on iTunes if you just want to listen in your car or whatever it may be. Um, just to what I'm saying about the strengths, weaknesses, and maybe you can visualize some plays in your head. Uh, turn on the Jets on YouTube. Just type it in. You'll see, or actually, I think it's just TOJ Film Room on, on YouTube, too. And you'll, you'll, you'll see the uh, little green, uh, almost looks like the thing you start as a director to start a freaking scene or whatever it is. Um, like I said, back on the film. So we have 49 plays uh, for you today uh, for this show um, of exhilarating offensive linemen. So I know if you're watching, listening to this full probably going to be hour and a half, two hour show. You're very, very interested in one learning about offensive linemen, uh, two about the jets and their you know potential in signing a guy like Jack Conklin, or you just enjoy the show, but there's a definitely kind of takes the most dedicated fan, uh, or guy who's trying to learn about X's and O's to, to dedicate themselves to offensive line. Cause it's the least, you know, flashy position. Um, and also in, in my experience, it's the hardest to learn. Um, so Definitely not an easy um, thing to do, but we're going to. Oh, you know what I was going to do that I forgot? Hold on. Let me. I'm going to pause this really, really quickly in the middle of the intro. I don't care. And in an instant, I'm back. I, I figured I would start rocking some Jets jerseys while I'm doing this show. So maybe people see it online. They're like, oh, it's a Jets jersey, whatever. And uh, the theme of. T- I'm going to rock some random ones too, probably some embarrassing ones. Um, when I look inside my closet, I definitely have some in there that I'm not proud of that I will uh, not name now, but that will be on the show. I have some ones that I'm, you know, happy with, but uh, today, since it's offensive lineman talking about, uh, do some DeBrickashaw, DeBrickashaw Ferguson, almost almost said DeBrickashaw Mangold, um, who actually, honestly, I think is a little bit of an overrated jet. He was a solid left tackle, but I don't think he was like Hall of Fame type level. I definitely think he had his weaknesses, but um, I think it's the only offensive lineman jersey I have. So I decided to rock and I actually got this for free. So this is the only reason I have it, to be completely honest. Um, like I said, with housekeeping, leave reviews. Uh, they help me. I think I have like 45 uh, reviews, 44 of them being five stars, one being from a guy who, uh, oh, I didn't even have my, see, I'm all rusty. Um, one of them being from a guy uh, who gave us a five-star, and then for some reason I pissed them off, um, sent emails to blewettjoetoj at gmail, B-L-E-W-E-T-T, joetoj at gmail.com for questions about whatever, suggestions about the show, whatever it may be, suggestions like how to get – I got a better mic, but uh, if you see this little thing, which I'm not even going to touch, it's like the arm on it is so – fragile that if it's a little bit off balance it'll fall over so it's like a 95 percent chance this will fall over in the middle of the show um but well you know things like that uh and if you are worrying about the little i have this little thing right here 
I actually went to a active shooter thing where I got to be the, uh, the, the role player where the guys have a bunch of sim rounds, which kind of feels like a paintball shot, I would say. Uh, and I got to be the bad guy. So, uh, got hit in the, actually got hit in the ear, got hit in the face, got hit in a couple different places, but it's actually a really fun time. So no, I did not get punched in the face. It's actually for training that I do. But, um, and the last thing is too, we're actually going to try out the Wi-Fi in here. I know I said it last week. Nobody, nobody helped me out. Um, but now the, it's, it's up to 350 megabits per second. So we're going to see if the video is laggy. If it is, I apologize. I'm going to try to fix it. Um, if it's not great, we'll keep trying it in the room I'm in right now. Um, so that's what we're going to, uh, to do. So let's, let's just hope that the video is not laggy because a lot of things going on with my computer from playing the film to me talking to recording all this stuff. So, um, it's going to be interesting. But like I said, uh, Jack Conklin today, we got 49 plays of him. Uh, next week, the next show, we'll have Joe Tooney. And then after that, I have, I'm have i going to have a vote between, unless anybody else has suggestions after listening to the show, um, I have a vote between uh, Brandon Sheriff, A.J. Boye, uh, Dante Fowler, and Connor. I think it's Connor McGovern, the center from the Broncos. A lot of people might say Yannick Ngakwe. I, I don't think he's going to, going to get free this year, so that's the reason I'm probably not going to do him unless you know they don't franchise tag him, whatever it may be. If the Jets sign him, obviously I'll be in a mad dash to do him, but um, I don't think he's going to come free. So those are the four guys I'm going to put up a vote up next of. But uh, right now I'm working on Joe Tooney. I'm on game, game seven or eight right now. Um, and I really, 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 really like Joe Tooney, uh, Joe Tooney so far. I have some – there are some minor flaws with his game, but they don't show up very, they don't show up very often. Um, and he's just an, an excellent player. So uh, getting into Jack Conklin's strengths and weaknesses. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull up the plays. And like I said, it's uh, it's a little bit like I'm talking about a play. I have to pull up another play. So there's a little bit of dead time in before. Maybe I'll pause it. Maybe I won't. depends on how I'm feeling. Um, so I'm just pulling up his plays. Sorry. So to get into his strengths, the ones I wrote down, uh, overall toughness, grip strength, timing on combo blocks, uh, strength with proper technique when he has proper technique works to stay square while he's climbing to the second level um plays with a wide strong base for the most part a solid anchor with proper technique um awareness and the reason i'm saying with proper technique is because if he's having bad technique and he's, and he's leaning from his waist and 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 leaning on it and you know putting a lot of weight on his toes he's not going to have a good anchor or if he doesn't hop back he's not going to have a good anchor but when he has proper technique he, that anchor is pretty good um shoots hands and uh and pass pro first with general accuracy general accuracy you'll see what i'm talking about with that overall awareness i think is good um he works to reset his hands uh, for short i like his his length and height i think he's like six five six six so he's a pretty tall guy so that's good um arm length is a really really important thing for um, edge rushers the guy who gets his hand on first is going to uh, win that rep more often than not works to shield cover gaps uh, keeps eyes looking up for other blocks uh, looks to attack arms and pass pro if he can't reach the chest which i like uh, and he's quick off the snap and turn and weaknesses there's ju as just as many weaknesses for his game i'll talk about after maybe or maybe no, I'll talk about it after in terms of what I think he should get in terms of the, the, the money per year, if the Jets should be willing to go that high, if he should be um, you know, a target for them, if he's a fit. Uh, I might not remember everything I just said because I didn't even really plan that, but I should talk about that, I guess. Um, the weaknesses, average athlete opens his gate early at times, slower feet, hands too often are shot from wide and or low. Uh, hands need to be more on guard. See him ducking head and pass pro. 
Uh, height works to disadvantage at times with defenders getting under his pads, crosses feet too often, uh, needs to take better angles to get positional leverage on zone runs, lateral quickness, first step explosion. And I know I said he's quick out of his stance. There's difference out of quick out of stance in terms of his reaction and his actual explosion out of that stance. Um, weight on hands, toes too often. Uh, waist bender, punch it. Punch and pass production is lacking at times. Uh, reach, hinge, turn out blocks have a tendency uh, to lean upper body into block without lower half. Um, hand placement tends to be high and would like to see more diversity in techniques. So pulling, I can exit that out. Now pulling up his first play. Like I said, a little bit of rust here uh, with me, so bear with me. All right. Um I'm kind of just going to go, well, I don't want to pause it every single time. I don't like the dead time. It doesn't feel legit to me. Um, I know some people have said that they would like me to pause it and just get to the point with this stuff. But I like to talk a little bit in between, too, about whatever comes to my mind, like me getting shot in the face with a sim round. You know, it's just it's things like that that, uh, you know, I, I like to do. So, obviously, he is the the right tackle. Uh, the one thing, I, I like how his, how his foot right there is a 45-degree angle. You don't want that, that back foot, that kick foot pointed forwards because that locks your hips and it makes you harder. It makes it harder to cover ground um, when you're exploding outwards. I think he could in terms of kind of improving his, his stance. I see that this is his general stance. I would like to see him load more up on that front leg where you want it to be like almost like 90 on that front leg, 85 on that front leg, and only 10 to 15% on this. And you load up on it and then you shoot it back where it looks like it's almost more of like a 65, 35, maybe 60, 40 right here. Um, so I'd like to see that change a little bit in terms of his stance and explosion. Um, and this is where I talked about, change, uh, let's see, uh, Conklin's smart change direction hands. You can see what I labeled it here. It's not anything specific every time it's kind of just I, I type in the play I save it and whatever I thought that at, you know in that very moment that's what I put up there sometimes I see it I'm like oh that's not right so that is quick reaction type stuff um, I do like and how it pass production um, in general he, he's always throwing out that that drag hand right there and that drag hand is really to prevent you know guys that he doesn't see penetrating into this or just to be ready from guys penetrating to this b gap because obviously the b gap is more of what he's worried about um, then the C gaps is the closest way to the quarterback. So if this, let's say this, this, this guard had to come, you know, crash into the A gap because somebody was penetrating in there, and then somebody looped around into the B gap, whatever it may be. He wants to be, con you know, cognizant of this gap as well. So that drag hand is good. It, pu it puts himself in position to react quickly to that. Um, and here you see him get into his kick, you know, his kick slide, his pass set, and he sees that the uh, number fifty four, which might be Vernon, it might not be Vernon. Um, he takes one hard step in and drops back into coverage and he automatically flashes his eyes inside, uh, gets a good decent shot into the chest. At least it lands into the chest. Um, other hand comes probably, see, this is what I talk about. I think it's like his hand accuracy and things like this. His hands usually come a little bit high. Um, that first hand's fine, but that second hand, you see how it comes right into the face mess. That actually could be hands to the face if they really wanted to, but he resets it. Um, but then he, you know, he gets, he comes inside, gets his hands on him, and then shuffles to the outside length right there. Um, he has a decent, decent. He's, yeah, he's solidly balanced right here. He could be a little bit lower in his stance, in my opinion. But this is where you see the length come into play, and it where usually shoots first and lands his hands in first, which is a good thing. Hand right to the ch uh, chest. Uh, good extension. You like to see a little bit of elbow bend, which he, it does look like he does have. Um, matches them while he's controlling that outside hand as well. So hand in the chest and controlling the outside hand while staying pretty square with him and framing him as a good, uh, that's a good pass set from him. Uh, at some plays I didn't finish the play because I don't really care. Um, it's about the offensive lineman. So 
next play, uh, put hooks and timing. This freaking mic thing is in my face and it's about to get thrown out the room. <laughs> this stupid thing. Uh, all right, let's see. Next one. 49 plays. So maybe I should play them in fast motion. Sometimes I play them in fast motion. Sometimes I don't. Um, so this is one. They are in I form, I form right. Um, and they are running a check a late zone, mic zone. Yeah, I'll call it more of a mic zone. Um, now, I would definitely like this 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 right guard, which I don't want to talk about everybody else, but this right guard definitely needs to, you know, ensure that he reaches the the uh, the uh, backside linebacker right here on this play um, and gets in front of him. But that's that's a story for a different day. So you have Conklin right here, who takes uh, he opens up his stance right there with that left foot, uh, which is obviously leading him to the play side. It's almost like a call it like a zone step if you want. I call it a zone step actually. Um, like I said, his hands always come wide. I would like to see this. This uh, one, I, I don't like how he necessarily loads up right here. How he comes off the snap, and his hands are already you know kind of opening up. I like to see him more on guard. Like I said, on guard is usually re referred to in, in, in pass sets where you're like, like I said, people like to uh, you know flip a pizza pie. People like to like mold a clay a ball, uh, you know, mold a clay ball, whatever it may be. But as long as your hands are moving by your chest, because you know then you're ready to to shoot. When you're opening like this, that gives you that that second of second or two of being able to get shot in the chest. So let's see that this arm a little bit more tighter, and this arm kind of like the half moon punch to just contain him while that arm gets into the, his pectoral. The right arm gets into his pectoral while he works his hips around. Um, uh, if I'm talking too fast about some of this stuff, whatever. Uh, but I've talked about offensive line a decent amount in this show, so I think you guys have a decent understanding of it. Um, but I do like how how with that he's still working laterally, um, and he's able to cover that. He's able to cover that play side B gap from um, this. Uh, he's a call him a, a tight three tech, um, and he does get splashed here. You see how he, he gets splashed? His chest is getting controlled, but I like that he's covering the gap, and then he automatically works to reset that hand. So he gets splashed, and there's no delay. Uh, works to reset that right hand. Come, he comes under with that hook, gets into his chest. Drops into his into his anchor pretty much. Well, not as really his anchor, but he's just shielding that that play side, and he's creating power off of the insteps of his of his feet right here. Uh, that's when you create that power. Like I said, I've talked about it many times that the power should be created off of the insteps. You don't want your feet pointed towards the guy because then your you know your knees are are natural hinge point, which are easier to work against than the insteps of the feet. Um, and you're really with this, you're driving power all the way through your feet, all the way through your trunk to your uh, torso. So good job by him right there with that, getting in front of that block and staying with that block um, under the pads. This guy has his shoulder pads, but it's not going to do much with Conklin under him. So a good job by Conklin um, on that run play. Next play. Punch feet reset. All right. Our punch reset extension. Okay. Again, with the stance, you see what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's almost like 55, 45 right here. He's not really loaded up on that foot a lot. So um, I like to see a little bit more of you know, him, him loading up on that. Now, there's different reasons. If, he, if, if this guy, you know, in his mind, if he was a little bit more tighter and he's not going to try to get into a, a quick, uh, a quick uh, you know, explosion off of this step and he wants to be more balanced because he feels like this guy might shoot in it, that's fine. That, that could be the reason too on this, to be fair. Um, but cover some ground with that first step. It doesn't, like I said, it's not really exploding out of the stance. I don't think he expects this guy to really, uh, 
you know, to, to rush wide around the arc right here. So he more 45 degree sets him, almost jump sets him, even though it doesn't really close around. So I'd say more, more of a 45 degree set with just, you know, quick contact. Shoots the right hand. Again, see the right hand's a little bit high and you, and you see it kind of slide off right here where I think he could uh, see where it's, how it slides off naturally before the chop even comes. <clears throat> um, if he was the kind of, you, I would like to see him hit more on the outside peck right here. Um, instead of the you know upper the upper V, um, but comes over the top of that hand that with that half moon, um, works to reset that hand after it gets chopped, which he does right into the chest. Oh yeah, I remember this play. I don't know why it lags right here. It didn't lag when I recorded it, but it lags. But uh, still good extension from him. Uh, decent base. I he he's a little bit leaning forward for me a little bit too much, but um, overall is still um, a solid play from him. Gets his hands in the chest, resets, good length, um, and a good overall play. Play number four. All right. Just give me two seconds. I'm going to pause it. All right. Next play. Just had to move my windows around a little bit to be able to see them better. Um, goal line right here for the uh, Tennessee Titans. Eye formation. Okay. Okay, so Conklin is versus the the four eye right here. Um, comes off the ball low, which the the goal line you're anticipating quick contacts. So you do have um, the freedom to be a little bit more forward leaning in your stance because there is going to be quick contact. Um, but right here, he gets his left elbow. He gets it one hand inside. It looks like eh. Maybe not, but the right hand looks like he gets inside. He creates some displacement, and he slips. He slips right here. His feet are driving forward, but he ends up falling because he actually pushes the the uh, defensive lineman back. So he, like I said, falls. I do like the grip strength right here. You see how he keeps working. He has that right hand on, and he keeps working. Stands up and is continuing to you know to push him. So does this look great? You know what I'd like to see him maintain his balance for sure um but the goal of this play uh with this basically one back it's, it's a one back power play um and the goal of this for for conklin is to block down and to move you know to create the displacement to to define this gap um for the running back and for the puller and even though he does fall look how far he he moves this guy which on the goal line that's this is this is the gap he was he was going to be in. If you look at the beginning of the play, this is the gap he's in, right, like almost right up to that hash, and then he creates movement where this this is the gap now that the 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 puller the the pulling left guard and the running back have to to go through. Um, Henry is able to jump right through that gap, untouched until he gets into the goal line. So, uh, good job by by Conklin right there. Even though he does make up for or he does make up for that slip, you don't want to necessarily see him slip. But it is okay. Um, next play, Conklin stunt. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the probably the strongest points in his game, which the Jets fans um, could be rejoicing for to get a guy who's actually pretty good at stunt pickup because the Jets stunt pickup last year, which is absolutely terrible. Um, 
this is why you saw the Patriots absolutely dominate, uh, obviously on top of San Donald being bad, but they were running cover zero with a bunch of stunts and twists and things like that, or teams who did uh, stunt and twist with even three or four-man pressures versus the Jets. The Jets couldn't pick it up, so you had you know six, seven, eight guys in coverage, and Sam Donald still getting hit in three seconds, which is ridiculous. Um, so that would be that's definitely a strength that Conklin has. Um, that is a benefit and would be a benefit to the Jets' offensive line, a benefit to Sam Darnold. Uh, again, gets out of his stance. Uh, shoots both hands, which um, he probably wouldn't have done if he didn't see the the, the uh, edges angle. Shooting two hands, you have to be careful because your hips do lock with that, so you do have to be careful with that. But uh, hands laying on the shoulder pads, again, maybe you want him a little bit more inside. Um, 54 is Vernon. He really does look like Vernon. He swipes him away, and – a lot of guys right here might might drop that that uh that post foot and carry him inside, where and allowing this guy to loop in where they're running right now an ET stunt. But I do really like that uh, Conklin has the awareness. Okay, if he's penetrating inside, there's probably going to be somebody looping around him, which he does. So he carries him inside. You see how his eyes go up and he's looking for this guy right here. He's actually looking for him a second before this right here. You see, he's not. He's looking for that looper. He's not looking at the um, the penetrator anymore. So passes him off inside. Hips hips stay square, which I like. Um, with that little cross shove right there, turning the the tank, not the turret type deal. Carries him inside. Stops. Right hand into the into the chest, right on the V. Uh, leans his weight into him and completely shuts down that rush. Now, yes, he does get you know the the quarterback does get sacked. That's not his fault at all. So good job by uh, Conklin on that on that stunt pickup. Next play. Conklin splash, which is definitely probably his biggest problem, is his load up, uh, leaning forward, weight on the toes. Those are some of his his definitely big problems um, with with him in, in his game. Um, here they're running a weak lead zone, another I formation, uh, twenty two personnel, and in the in the pass game he has a tendency to land his hands first. In the run game he does not have a tendency to to land his hands first. Um, I would like to see him stay up a little bit more, a little bit uh, more balanced here. You see how he's really leaning over right here, um, which I don't know if the result of that. Okay, you'll you'll see in the future where they'll kind of like olay him, where he'll fall into the ground or be off balance. Um, but here, I would like to see a little bit more strong of a punch. You see how he's coming from, like I said, kind of wide. You see how coming with that punch, his shoulders kind of flex out a little bit. You, I like to see a, a tighter punch. The edge player right here, the the nine tech, is able to splash him gets control of the chest, stand him up. And like I said, you know, with this, with this, uh, called a, called a mid zone, uh, or lead mid zone, lead inside zone, whichever, um, looks like a little bit more of a lead inside zone. So he really wants to kick him out, um, and take him out of the play. Now you have 75 coming up to the mic. You have the Sam who's going to get blocked by the fullback. Um, and obviously, this you'd like to see this this center on a better reach block on the front side with a little bit more, a little bit more help. Um, and this is bad technique from him as well. So we're not going to get to that though. This is bad technique. Um, that's I'm not. Don't I, I have to stop thinking about all of this? I watch. I'm watching one player. The benefit of him being able to kick this out is it creates more room for everybody. You know, um, and the interior gaps for the fullback, um, for everybody, for the running back. But because he gets splashed and stood up, this gap along with the center, um, not having a good block, this gap right here for, for Derrick Henry to run through is just completely closed, and now he has nothing to do. Um, and if he is able to kick him out, and he is able maybe to get square with him and stay heads up, if this is if this is all 
um, clogged up for him. Henry has the option to to bounce it uh, bounce it outside, but he doesn't have that option because he gets stood up so quickly here. So not a good play by Conklin. Conklin gets tossed out of the way, um, and the the player or the edge player makes a tackle along with a couple of other Colts. So not a good play um, from him on on that play. Uh, pass rep. Let's see what this is. Next one. All right, yeah. So, and some of the stuff is minimal that I'm that I, like I said, this is this is the the life of watching offensive linemen, which I honestly I, I started really like studying stuff. I did Jet Nation Radio a while ago. It was more just talking points, and I played football, so I, I generally understood that. Even when you play football in high school, you get maybe 10, 15, 20 plays. So you're not getting a ton of knowledge. Um, there's not a lot of checks. There's not a lot of you know that type of thing. So I knew a decent amount about it, but not a ton. There's more generic talk lines, and then like three. Three years ago, when I really started looking into the stuff I talk about now with formations and formations, I really don't care too much about. Like, oh, this is called I I form right or each wing slot left. Like, it is what it is. Um, so I don't I don't look into that stuff a ton. I will uh, mark and label some stuff and tell you some formations that come to the top of my head, invert like a tight inverted slot right here. But um, it's just I don't really care too much. Um, so pass pass set. See again, you can see that stance. I think you can fix that up a little bit. Um, again, that drag hand right there. I, we talked about it before. I don't have to explain it again. I really do like his discipline with his drag hands. That that is for sure. Um, here, he keeps that drag hand on too, that shoulder um, until you know that edge player closes ground, lands the hand onto the chest, leaning a little bit forward for me here, but it is okay. Lands the hand onto the chest. Um, as he kind of, you see how he, how he lands his hand into the chest, but he hops backwards. So you don't want him to to not hop backwards when he's doing this because he's not hopping backwards. He's not. He's not. If you're if you're taking on a guy who's running full speed at you, you're not going to stand up straight and just hit him because you're gonna you're gonna you're just flat. You have to put your momentum forward as you're hopping back, which is like your. Um, how do I even call it? like your brakes almost? You you can't just not throw out your brakes right there. Um, so good job by him hopping backwards right here getting his hand into the chest extension and then kind of has his, has his bridge right there a little bit. Um, and they uh, complete the ball. So good play by him there. Could clean up a little bit of stuff with, in terms of his, uh, I want to see some arch in his back. You want to see him a little bit straighter up, um, but it's okay. So next play, slow, bad feet. I'll play this in full speed. Uh, I don't think this is the best example. I remember putting this up and I think I said, this is not the best example of necessarily the slowest um, feet. But it's a little bit more of technique, I believe I said on this. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. So with this, um, they're running a call it a tight zone from from a gun set, um, and you have the ricochet block right here from the right guard. And this, that brace step chucks his shoulder into him. So he's the high leg. He's the postman and the combo block um, on the back side of this. So he's just trying to stop his this this guard trying to stop the uh, with a three techs, uh, slanted three techs momentum, um, which he, which he does the good job by, by the guard and then getting out to the second level. Yeah, for sure. Good job by him. Um, now with Conklin, this is where I said he, he's leaning. You see, this is, this is extreme lean from the, from the hips right here. Uh, he does not have a, a good base right here. He's leaning from the hips, not generating a lot of power. And talk about a lot with offensive linemen, when you're trying to gain ground, you have to lose ground first. So if he's going to hard penetrate, Think about just the angles. If he's in hard penetrate through here, for you to get in front of this angle, 
you're gonna have to kind of loop around it and you have the ability to loop around it like that because he's stopping that momentum. So it's, he penetrates, stops around, but instead of him, you know, stopping it, he's going to run into almost like a roadblock right here because he's not taking the angle that he needs to, um, whether it be a, you know, a bucket step, a drop step first, a, a scooch technique. I prefer a scooch technique um, where you kind of fire this foot, you know, uh, kind of, it's almost like a lateral hop. He hops, uh, he hops this way, but this foot goes back a little bit. This foot goes back a little bit while you're leaning and then you're, and then you're going to work your hips, but you don't want to not scooch while you're not uh, with, uh, and just lean into it. Like I said, roadblock. And now he's not able to, it's gonna be harder for him because his helmet is not across the body to work around him right here um, to, to cover that gap. So um, he needs a scooch technique right here or just in general, whatever technique he wants to use to get in front of him, but um, not a good job by him leaning into him. He's never able to get in front uh, to cover that gap. And he's just going to drive himself down the line of scrimmage number um, 90 right here and ends up uh, getting in on tackle with, with Henry and it disrupts Henry. If, if he was blocked right here, um, let's say he, he gets in front of him and now 53 is blocked and now maybe he's running, you know, for, for a bigger gain right here. So not a, not a good play um, by Conklin right there. So like I said, there are flaws in this game. I'll talk about the other stuff and contract and stuff when I uh, get up to that later. So uh, Conklin cross shove stuff, climb patient. Okay. So this looks like it's going to be a good play. All right. So, lead outside zone, uh, another eye formation. I definitely like eye formations. Um, and running to the weak side, I, I saw a lot in, with, with the Tennessee Titans. So, I like the awareness of Conklin right here, knowing that he doesn't have to get directly to that linebacker because the linebacker is inside leverage of him. And also, when he does – I think there's a little bit of a false step right there. Um, I don't think he necessarily has to take two steps right there. That's just my opinion. Um, but I like how he stays square. This again, turning the tank, not the turret. Cross shove, playing you know lever technique, playing long. He's, this is not this is not a um, a crowler technique where they're both getting basically their shoulders and tight arms into the chest of this guy and driving him forward. He's playing long because he's anticipating having to get off. So um, nice shot, playing long, turning in that tank, um, staying square to the line of scrimmage. Cross shove, shoves him inside, helping seventy five to. Where he, so like this is, I don't love how he's crossing his feet right here, but he is um, able to, you see how he loses ground first to gain ground. Good job by 75 right there. A uh, good job by Conklin number 78. Climbing, eyes in the second level, eyes in the second level, disengaging, uh, getting his hands on to uh, the, the linebacker right here and, and driving him. Um, obviously, you know, it's not a big run, but it's not Conklin's fault or the right guard's fault. Um, so good job by him. Could have been the right guard's fault. I didn't watch the rest of the play as soon as he disengaged that that uh, that that, that uh, deuce block. So here, uh, he definitely does not hear the snap. Uh, you tell everybody goes before him. Um, so not good on that part. Now with this, he's definitely standing straight up, like pretty much straight up um, with his upper body. He's not really a lot of forward lean. Um, and he, he knows that uh, Deion Lewis, I believe this is, yeah, 33, uh, Deion Lewis, he's going he's gonna to chip him. So he, doesn't, he knows he doesn't have to get hard into a vertical set right here because he's going to be chipped inside. So he's going to be able to be a little bit patient and handle a little bit more of this, of this uh, four technique. And again, drag hand doesn't really affect the, the uh, other guy too much. But um, at first, initially, 
but he sees that chip and see how patient he is. Dra- drag hand still there, drag hand still there, drag hand still there. And he's generating force to push him inside the help 75. So really, really good job keeping himself there, being aware of what's happening with that edge player that he's, as he's getting chipped by the, uh, by the running back in the slot right there. Uh, disengages. Once he closes more ground, he goes inside. Hand on the chest, again, a little bit high um, for me. And then you're going to see him as soon as he, you know, uh, gets that right hand on, he's going to reset his feet and he's going to work his, his insteps right here. So good job, good wide base, working off the insteps. He's standing, uh, he, he has, you know, this is like a bridge more of like where he's arched in the back, you know, hooks are in, uh, insteps, you know, flexed outwards or inwards or whatever you want to say right here. So good job by him on that block for sure. Uh, we are 20% done. Like I said, break it up if you want to. I could have break this up into two shows, do two, do one show of 25 plays, one show of 24 plays, but I'm going to run through it. You're not obligated to watch uh, two hours of offensive line film in a row, but if you do uh, want to uh, – if you finish it, that's great. If not, it is what it is. Um, all right, next play. Conklin block on counter. Okay, so uh, you the counter OF. Bad job by the pulling guard. Uh, yeah, not, not not set up overall, you know, overall well by the entire team. But let's just watch Conklin right here, um, who is obviously the right tackle. And he's just blocking down on the – you can call him a slanted 2-I. You can call him a, a, a loose slanted 1 uh, whatever you want to call him, that's you know the defensive tackle, nose tackle, and let's see how this works out. Okay, yeah. So I like this play overall for him. This is this is more of like the eye discipline and, and him looking at the uh, the second level. So hand on the the shoulder pad right there works with number seventy five to cre- create some movement. They don't create a ton of movement, but uh, that might be dead. Is that not, is that ninety five? I think that's Darius. So he's a good player. I, I believe that's Darius. That's, at least his body type. That's what he looks like. Um, unless he changed teams, I could look like a complete idiot. But that guy's just let's just say he's pretty stout. Um, gets in the combo block with him, and then you can see his eyes. Um, pretty much as as soon as he engages, go up to that second level. See him looking at the linebacker, looking at the linebacker, looking at the linebacker, um, keeping you know half of his body free, and then peeling off at the at the right second and and pushing him out of the play. So good job by him, um, not the rest of the team though. So play number twelve. Okay, jump set. Uh, Yeah, called a jump set. Um, you see right here, he's he's well. One, he they have a uh, extra tackle on the game, um, and they're running a plays play action. Yeah, play action. So he's anticipating quick contact. When you're when you're anticipating the quick, the closer they are, the the more freedom it gives you to jump set. Jump set. Um, you obviously want to do if they're close. If they're if they're a wide nine, you're trying to jump set them. You you could be completely softening that edge um, for uh, that that edge player whoever it may be when they're close like this you're anticipating quick contact um he also has help right here from the tackle so even if he was to kind of to widen his uh his angle the 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 extra tackle 72 whatever he is guard on the what he is um would be able to pick him up as well so or at least he'd run into him and shoots the right hand 
doesn't create a ton of power. Like I said, his punch is not that great, in my opinion. I remember reading that it was. I don't think his punch is that great. Um, the hand gets kind of like swiped away, pushed away. Um, he kind of actually, the, the defensive lineman really just it looks like he grabbed his shoulder pad and just torques him inside and torques him into an arm over. Um, I like Conklin's recovery right here, though, I believe. Yeah, this is where you see some of hand strength. So watch that right hand. You see how the right hand lands on like that V? And it's just going to grab him. And he, he arm over, chops it. He's trying to chop. He's trying to get rid of it. And his hand just staying there. So that hand really keeps him in his place. If that hand wasn't in there, his hips are locked forward now because he's torquing him inside. He'd be able to get around the edge and maybe get a sack on Mariota. I'm not sure. Maybe he could. Uh, probably not. Maybe a quarterback hit. But uh, good hand strength right there to stay on that. You see some of that length. And then he resets, gets his uh, both arms um, onto the uh, defender. And then uh, A.J. Brown runs in for a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. Play number 13. Conklin, Peep, and All right. So I know what this is, I think. Uh, it's nothing spectacular. I, I, there's a lot more hard hits by a guy like Clutchio Assembly than I've seen with pretty much anybody I've watched who uh, was a big disappointment, honestly. I thought he was going to be a lot better for the Jets. He didn't play well. Um, I also didn't think he was the best scheme fit. I, he's, he's a, you want him more of a, a gap power counter type uh, run blocker than a, than a zone type guy. He just doesn't have the athleticism to do it consistently. Um, so with this set from him, he's working on, on Beasley. I would like to see him stay more square here. You see how I talk about like opening the gate, how he's opened already. Um, if if he was to close ground and then loop inside, it's gonna be harder for for Conklin to to get inside. So I would like to see um, more of you know the kick step, and then this foot follows that foot. It doesn't turn with that foot. So this foot's here, it replaces it. This foot, you know, the the, the kick steps here, the kick legs here. Uh, the the post foot follows it. That's what you want to say square uh, until they get to, to basically about your level. Um, we want to like split them kind of, but, um, it's, uh, I think he opens up a little bit too soon here for me. Um, but he is able to get his hands inside. Um, here you, you see him th as, as he's participating in that contact throws his right inside left comes over with that half moon punch to contain him from going inside, spinning inside, whatever it may be. And then he throws that left leg back, works off the instep right there. Um, with a wide, wide base, he's going to another wide base. And I like how he finishes this play. You're going to see him right here in the bottom. Keep watching him. Don't watch the play. He does have a little bit of a tough, like a toughness streak type to him where he will throw guys to the ground. He will finish to the whistle. He will throw guys around. So I, I do like that um, from him. The next play, Conklin cut. I didn't put this on the Twitter one. I don't know why I didn't list this as one of the strengths. I had it in there. I don't know if I forgot to list it, whatever, but I re-edited my notes. Uh, he is a very, very good cut blocker where you do not see him thrown to the ground, stuffed to the ground. Um, very often. Uh, he's very effective at it, very good timing. He knows what he's doing. Um, here, you know, they're running a, a let's call it an outside zone. Yeah, I'll just go based off of the, off of the running backs track. This is outside zone to the, to the weak side. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to call it an outside zone. And he's, he's, he knows that this, uh, Let's see if that center works up to the second. Is going to try to work up to the second level. Yeah, the second the, the center is going to try to work up to the second level on this outside zone. So sixty four is going to try to have to overtake the zero tech, which is really hard uh, as far as he's away. So he's not going to be able to really give him much help onto that um, wide three tech. So he's not going to be able to reach him. He's not going to be able to get in front of him. 
So good job by him, you know, understanding the situation. And the thing I like about his cup locks is he dives across the thighs. He's not diving at the thighs. He dives across them, um, which is what you're supposed to do, at least from, to, you know, from my knowledge, from what I've learned about cup locks, et cetera. Um, you'll see a lot of guys who dive to the thighs get, get forced down um, where they're diving through you and across you. It's a lot harder to push them down. Um, so good job by him on the cup lock right there. Uh, the running back falls, but regardless, it still is a good cup lock. All right. Good pass set. Hands on first. Drag hand. Disciplined. It's always there. Definitely like the drag hand no matter what, even if he's not anticipating anything coming from there or pre-snap, he's not anticipating anything. Gets a chip from the tight end. Good job by him, uh, the, the tight end. And he throws two hands, which uh, he doesn't do often, but he is the, the uh, number – 93 is kind of boxed into just going right into him because of the momentum, the, the force from the tight end. So he shoots two hands. Decent positioning, maybe a little bit high again. He kind of like chops them upwards, um, resets his hands, slides with them, uh, frames them pretty well. And again, right hand in the chest before he can get there. It's almost simultaneous, but it looks like Conklin does land first. And then he's going to uh, most likely continues that rush, get into his anchor. So good job by him. We can watch it in full speed, I guess, if you, if you want, but uh, smart by him. Good hand placement, good long arms. Um, good job with the drag hand for sure. Next. Torque. Yeah, I like this play. Um like I said, there's like four different ways of generating power for pretty much anybody. Uh, you, you have, you know, you know, push, you have push, you have pull, you have torque, you have lift. Um, there's all, there's different situations to use all properly. Um, if you're trying to define gaps, you can, you can push, you can also torque. Uh, you hear me call it torque or circular force or uses his circular force to torque, whatever it may be. Um, but they're running another, call it like another belly zone if you want to tight belly zone um whereas aiming points really fit the backside b gaps so i call it more of a belly zone i guess actually uh actually take like a belly read zone too because they're, they're reading that that end right there if that end was a crash down that the uh, the e-mall then mario would most likely pull that and run um but he kind of stays in between so he just hands it off but we're watching 78 like i said gotta stop getting distracted um i like how He's climbing, but he's staying mostly square, but he's not, he's not coming too far over here, allowing this linebacker to, to, to come over the top and get into that B-gap. So I like how he's staying a little bit patient and disciplined there. Gets his right hand to the chest, and you're going to see him really work to cover that gap. Left hand on the, shoulder, on, the, on the right shoulder pad and torques him out of that gap. That circular force, he's turning him out of that gap, and can, he takes him completely out of there. So a uh, good job by him if 64 was to um, get outside leverage on the, uh, on the three tech, then maybe it would just be, you know, uh, Henry and the linebacker in the hole, whatever it may be, but good job by uh, Conklin torquing that guy out of the gap. Scooch. I never know if it's scooch, if it's uh, C or S C O O T C H or no T and just S C O O C H, whatever. Uh, you can't just look up. I don't think you can just look up scooch technique online. Maybe it'll show up. Maybe not. Um, I could be spelling that wrong, whatever. So 
Okay. Yeah, so this is this is a scooch technique from him. Um and this is what I wanted to see in that on that last play. Now if he's a little bit faster, if he had a little bit quicker feet, maybe he could work his hips around. Um honestly, maybe there's there's a couple different things. If his if his hand was a little bit tighter here, if his elbow is not like flared like that, if it was more of like a hook into the center of mass and then he worked his hips around, he could probably he might be able to get around. But um regardless, you see that left foot open and come a little bit backwards almost like a like a drop step brace step and then the right the right foot stays pretty much parallel uh ideally you want to get you want to see both feet back a little bit more um but he does scooch him right here that little lateral step hop like i said left hand on the shoulder pad right hand's a little bit wide then you're gonna see him try to use his circular force and, and works his hips or, and is trying to work his hips to uh to get in front of him but regardless he does the job um, and Henry is able to uh, cut up the field and, and get a, a good run right there. So good job on the uh, on the scooch right there. Uh, could clean up a little bit, but overall, still good. Conklin patient. This is – okay. All right. So he's getting quick out of his stance, and this is a play action. So he's kind of he's, – he's almost making it seem like he's going to run block him because of the play action. So that's why it's more of like a 45-degree set. Almost looks like it's going to be a jump set um, to the linebacker. But I like at this point the linebacker number 44, which is Beasley, looks like he's going to come into contact. There's some offensive linemen who would shoot their hands right now and then lock their hips and be off balance, and he'd be able to, uh, to rush that – you know, rush up that arc and, and uh, bend that corner and get the, get the sack. But I like that he's patient enough – to know that he's not going, he doesn't want to lean into that. So I like how he's patient enough. Uh, shuffles, hands on the uh, looks like it just lands on the bicep. So he just gets him right here. Hand onto the bicep, hand on the outer shoulder pad, extends him, and then shuffles again and gets better. Uh, he, he frames him better right here as as he's able to uh, shuffle and kind of keep up with him because he landed that hand on the shoulder, uh, and he you know just keeps him completely out of the play. So good job. Um, obviously, it does end up in a incompleted pass I guess this would be I guess that was an incompleted pass um next play works hips all right so I hate I don't like this angle I wish I wish every single play play of offensive lineman was from the angle uh from the end zone but who's actually I noticed who film is bad I don't like their film uh, the Bears are the worst for any film guy you know the Bears are the absolute worst their, their camera angles are just absolute garbage it looks like you're looking, watching it from broadcast I don't like the Patriots angles too the Patriots angles are too high I don't I don't like how high they are for offensive linemen um you want, the closer the better for offensive linemen in my opinion because you don't really need to see the rest of this you know of the stuff uh if it's higher uh great for defensive backs and stuff like that maybe but let's see here So this is like a little bit of a weird run in terms of like, okay, diagnosing this run because if this is a inside zone, mid zone, it, it's so it's like, just look at the track with my mouse, uh, my Krause, Krauser, cruiser, whatever the cursor, whatever the hell it's called. Um, tight zone, inside zone, mid zone could be either. Well, actually you could have, you have, you have tight zone, you can have inside zone, for some, uh, mine is like tight zone, inside zone, the outside hip of the of the guard or at the right, the ass of the guard. Mid zone is 
to the outside or to the inside hip of the tackle outside zones to the outside hip of the tackle. You can also tell on how they try to block if they're trying to re if they're trying to reach instead of just kick them out, then I'm going to call it more of a mid zone. Uh, and based on his, on his track. And if he's trying to reach him and, and, and maintain outside, outside leverage, then that's, that's outside zone. So it's a little bit weird with his track, how his track comes in, but he's working so hard to get outside leverage. So I'm going to call it uh, outside zone for this play. So he opens up right here and I like how, well, one, his hand is onto the, onto the back. That's all it really can get, but it's on for like the side where he's going to torque him inside um, almost like a, uh, or no, I shouldn't call it torque because I, circular force, you know, it is torque that you're using, but torque is something different. There's a, I use torque in two different ways. Torque is that with a circular force and torque is an actual move where if a guy beats you, you get your hand onto his chest and you, and you torque him inside like that. So it, it's, it's different. I'll, I'll show you an example of, of torquing a guy. Um, but uses that circular force, hand onto the, looks like it's almost like the ribs, and he's going to work his hips around. So I like how he's not leaning into the block um, completely right here, and he's trying to cross his face. He's not really able to because Beasley, uh, Be, uh, Beasley reacts outside. Hand onto the chest, he's stronger than him, so he's going to work his hips around, work his hips around, hand onto the chest, circular force inside, and he blocks him out of the play. So good job by, uh, right there getting in, you know, getting that outside leverage um, on, on Beasley. So. Definitely like that one. Discipline. All right. Yeah, this isn't, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this one. I'll, I'll start going a little bit faster through some of them. Again, drag hand. It lands a little bit high. It's okay. Uh, you don't want to get called for hands to the face, though, which it looked like it, that was definitely hands to the face by the <laughs> number 64. Um, you like to see that a little bit lower maybe um but again he knows he doesn't have to get outside too fast the number 82 walker is going to to chip and release so he knows he uh he's not gonna really get too far to the outside of him on that track so hand on um the stand up right there hand on the edge the right hand but he keeps both hands on which i really do like that he doesn't need to take the hand off of the um, the inside guy because he's not going to be able to uh, shoot both hands on this guy because he'll probably get deflected by his shoulder. So good job just keeping his hands on him. Eyes up the entire time. Hips square. He's not turning his hips too far inside where it would allow him to just loop outside. So good job hips staying square. Uh, as soon as he sees him coming outside, disengages, gets his hands on, and it ends up being a sack. But good job overall by him. I like his discipline. I like his eyes right there. I like his hips. Uh, a couple things I, I do like um, with him on that play. So climb to second level, 21. We're about halfway through. Like I said, it's offensive line show. Uh, you're dedicated if you're watching all of this. But I, I like watching this stuff. I was actually I was, I was about to record this. I'm like, oh, I'm excited to watch more Tooney film later. It just it is what it is. So one back power right here. Uh, they're all they're all blocking down. He's in contain the the left tackle is going to contain the edge, um, just just kind of move laterally. Uh, good job by him shooting that hand two on him, and then uh, uh, he actually gets kind of distracted right here. I actually like to see him jump in front of this guy more. So not a not a great job by the left tackle, which is the one on this play to be honest. But um, good job by Conklin, who's going to work uh, you know on, he, he, on that down block, that combo block, gets his hand on. 
eyes on the second level, eyes on the second level again, staying pretty square with his eyes on the second level, disengages as Edmonds tries to scrape over top, hand inside, and is going to just move with him. It doesn't create anything, but I do like that play. It's just another play of him climbing to the second level. Now, he's not, he's not, good. He's not a good athlete, um, but in term, it makes up for a little bit with his awareness, with his discipline, working to the second level with some of the angles he takes. So I do like that about him. Um, next play, torque and climb. Again, yeah, this is good. So the the running back, this is a, this is like a zone blocking play, um, but it's a but they're tossing instead of just handing it off. Um, I like how he knows that the running back's you know track is going to be far outside, so this linebacker is going to try to scrape hard over the top or take a really lateral angle. So it's not like he's going to be working downhill where Conklin has more time to to use a crowler technique, get tight, you know, shoulder to shoulder with uh, number sixty four, or use more like a ricochet technique. He doesn't have time to do that, so I like how he again keeps his hips square, levers them, you know, uses uses his arms, but keeps his his hips square to the to the linebacker level, um, shoves him inside with that like cross shove stuff, whatever you want to call it, or you can call it cross shove and a stuff because um, it's two different things. But then works up to the second level, gets onto that uh, onto that safety or the uh, the, the the mic. So good job by him on that play. Next, smart angle after disengage. Call this more of like a mid zone. He's obviously not going to be able to reach him right here, so they're not really going to be able to run outside zone right here unless – somehow he he cracks him and he's just going to continue up to the linebacker level um which is not necessarily the, the zone i guess anyway even though there's a lot of people who do zone like patriots have some of the most confusing run plays but they'll have zones or crack blocks and all these different things which zones can have crack blocks but they just have a bunch of trap plays and a bunch of different things in their in their playbook so um Again, he does get splashed a little, a little bit here by Von Miller. Von Miller is going to, to to do that to some guys because it's it's freaking Von Miller. He's amazing. He has really long arms. He's really fast, so he does splash them. Now, the the best thing about this play it looks so minuscule, but it is a big it is it's a big deal to me that I really do like. So he gets splashed. He's not really able to kick him out. He knows that the running back's track is inside, so he doesn't just work right back up to him because then he can scrape over the top. I like how watch after after they disengage after he gets shoved backwards, he works upfield first and then goes to block him instead of just working right to him where he could scrape over top. So really, really good job by him. That's just, that's just smart. He, this is a smart play. Don't go right back at him. Cover that inside gap first and then, and then block Von Miller. Really, that's, a, that's an impressive play. That's something that people probably wouldn't pick up. Oh, film people might. Uh, maybe some of the people who are watching this show, but I watch it, I was like, damn, that's a really nice play. I probably put it out on Twitter and nobody liked it. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, all right. Again, so this one he 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 opens up immediately right after that. So that first step, catch, drive, open. He opens immediately. So I like to see him. And, and like I said, he doesn't look at the ground. He covers with that first step. That's really nothing. So he doesn't. He needs to explore out of his stance a lot more. Um, you know, vertically. That's not like I want him to to, to forty five degree set where the B gap is huge. Just vertical set. And then if he if he is the Russian side, you can shuffle back inside. Uh, power step. Do whatever you needed to do but opens up 
and see him lean into that block way too far. You are way too off balance right here to be shooting your hands like that. And look how wide his hands are. I know he's trying to hug him basically. Um, but Von Miller is going to most likely, what does he punch that outside arm, give him a shoulder, turn right into him, use his momentum, spin. It's a great spin move, but it's also a bad job by Conklin. I know it is Von Miller, but that's not good technique right there. He's not on balance. Even if Von Miller just he, he disappeared right here, he might like fall over. Um, so not a good job by him. Uh, I get, he gets the hit on Tannehill. Next play. All right. Open early, drop anchor to recover. All right. So uh, first half of the season, uh, our first couple of games of the season, I think he was okay. Second half or the middle of the season, I thought he was really uh, good for like the, let's say, middle to end stretch. And then the last couple of games, I think in the playoffs he struggled a little bit, but you'll see. Um, again, not much ground covered with that first step. Not really much at all, like half a yard. And then – Opens immediately. Now look what he has again. His hips are pointed here. There's a huge gap right here. So I'm not sure if he is going to. He might turn speed into power. Yeah, he turns speed into power. Um, so you see this? This is where I say I want him to be a little bit more on guard. Do you see how – is this Luan? Do you see how Luan is? But his hands – I would see even his hands a little bit more tight, but his hands are on guard where versus him. I know he's generating power from his arms, but it kind of comes with – I guess it's slow feet, so it's kind of a disadvantage for him. But his hands need to be more ready here because look at his chest. Wide open for Miller, who rushes uh, wide, turns that pow that uh, speed into power on that – I don't know what step it is. His one, two, three, four, fifth step right inside. But I do like um, that he drops his anchor to recover – or he, he drops his post foot to recover. So – this is the post foot, kick uh, kick foot, uh, kick leg, post leg, whatever you want to call it. And it's from uh, Bill Men – I, f I forget the guy's name. Jeez. Uh, whatever offensive line coach I was watching, um, his clinics for hours and hours and hours and hours. But he gets his chest controlled, and he's not going to be able to set his anchor right here. You know, he's not going to be able to anchor back because he has that angle. So he's working back – you know, his – Conklin's body's working back this way and he's working through this way. So he's just going to be able to come over the top. So what he needs to do is drop that post foot. So this post foot, he needs to drop that and just carry him on a really flat angle, you know, underneath the quarterback instead of, you know, or over top underneath, whatever you want to call it, but in front of the quarterback. So he drops that post. Now this arm is going to contain him. This arm is now going to push him, uh, kind of like torque him almost past him. So good job by him. Now, obviously, Tannenhill does have to, to, to recognize that this is coming, but it's, it's a decent recovery from him. Uh, started off bad, decent recovery. I don't know if this ball is complete or not. It might be or, Let's see if I'm correct. I think this is interception on this play. Yes, yeah, interception. Um, all right. So I didn't watch it before. I'm not guessing to uh, – I'm not impressing anybody with that, so I don't think I'm watching and guessing what I'm going to say. Uh, but I do remember that play. So next play, Conklin hands. Conklin hands. All right. I think Tooney, because 50 plays were on 26, we're more than halfway through. I think Tooney, he's the, usually the more plays I have of a guy that, that's either, he's either terrible and I have a lot of plays of him being terrible or I'm really, really impressed with him. Uh, so far, I'm really, really impressed with Tooney. Uh, there's not as many bad plays of Tooney for sure. Um, and like I said, Conklin's not even bad. Uh, I'll talk about that later, like I said. 
not a ton of ground covered with that step. It's not the worst thing in the world. He does stay relatively square here. He opens up a little bit, but he's more square. He doesn't open up completely. Um, but I do like how – so he, he the, the defensive line is trying to portray like, okay, speed to power, back to speed, and, and he's going to try to, uh, you know, uh, bend that edge right there. But good job by Conklin staying patient. As soon as he closes enough ground, he has that length and advantage or he has the advantage of length. Boom, shoots him in the chest. Generate some pop right there. You see his body come back a little bit, so good pop. Shuffle. Hands on the uh, hands where you can get them on the shoulders. Extension, and he gets, uh, you know, uh, takes him out of the play. So good job by Conklin on that play. Next. Aware, no tunnel vision. So I'm running through these a little bit faster. All right. A little bit of pin and pull action right here in this toss. Um, I like how Conklin, he's trying to get out. He's trying to get outside to lead this running back, but he sees number 45 taking angle. 45 is white. I think 45 is white. Uh, white is taking an angle right here, who is a freaking he's a, he's a speed demon. So you don't want to just keep running. And then he's going to cut off the, the, the running back and either stop his momentum or tackle him. Uh, whatever it's going to do is going to hand the, run, the running back a lot. So I like his awareness to see him right here. Um, he's going to stop his momentum, block him, and then, boom, the, the running back is able to uh, get a big gain or, or solid gain out of it. But good job by him. Good job with his awareness um, on that play. So that was play 27, play 28. Slow feet but fight. Oops. All right. Again, so this is another one where I like to see him cover this gap and, and work more on this angle if you're following my cursor. I think it's a cursor. Work on more on this angle and then block him instead of leaning into the block. So this is not good technique by him right here. You see he's automatically leaning into it. Um, so not good by him. Def definitely needs to work more uh, on an angle of the, of, the, of the play side before he leans into the block leans into the block and leans bad from the waist right there. You could see he's, he's, he almost looks like a, uh, I don't know. Like he's completely bent from the waist. I, I'm not good with angles. I'm terrible with angles. Um, but leans way too far that uh, defensive lineman throws in a rip and just is going to scrape down the line of scrimmage and runs right into the running back. So not good technique by him. And you see a little bit of slow feet there. I marked that too, but I didn't really, I didn't really discuss that too much on that play. Uh, Fine gap. All right. All right. So they're on a combo. Uh, he's blocking down this uh, this one back power right here, and it gets a little bit tripped up. There's there's too many guys to to run this play in the box. Um, well, then again, no, not really, because you know you have everybody blocked but one play, and a lot of plays if you can get running back versus one guy, the running back should be able to beat at least one guy in the ideal world. Um, but they're working on this uh, on this uh, trade block. You can call it something different if you want to call it to the backside linebacker. Let's just call it a combo block right now because there is a different name if it's working to the playside linebacker or backside linebacker. Uh, there's a ton of name for combo blocks, but I usually go pretty simple with them. So they go shoulder to shoulder with more of like this uh, Crowler technique. Both take near steps to, uh, towards the number 93. And then um, – Conklin knows the running back's going to be coming to the outside hip of him. So he is going to uh, maintain his leverage right there, get his hand, get his right hand into the left armpit, and just – this is where he has the power. He has good technique. He has power. You see him move number 93, move him, move him, move him inside. 
see where he was, see where he moved him to. And that creates the, the, the hole for the running back. So good job by Conklin. Thirty. Give me two seconds. All right, next play. This is splashed. Okay, so we're getting we're getting into a decent amount of bad plays. I think towards the end right here. Um, again, they're running called mid zone here, uh, single back, and his hands are going to be tighter. I don't I don't I don't like how. Um, Right off the snap right here, you obviously seen the hands come down. You see how low the hands are, opening yourself up for splash, 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 splash. Like his, he's allowing himself to completely get splash right here. Um, so I don't like to see that. Again, if you have to load up a little bit off the snap to to get your momentum, that, that is what it is. But when you're coming to that contact window with the guy, you need to have your hands ready, uh, hands tighter um, than this. And obviously, it opens up his chest, gets splash, gets completely stood up. And takes away the the outside, you know, uh, lane for the running back. Now, if he was to to kick this guy out, you know, this guy collapses, then maybe he is able to bounce out, then cut inside or or, or press inside, then bounce it out, whatever it may be. But because he gets splashed right here, he's completely taking options away from the running back. You see, the running back was almost going to cut outside. He sees Conklin. He has that oh shit moment, and okay, I'm just going to take my uh, take my my basically uh, gain of nothing, um, you know, right here. So. Uh, not a good job by, by Conklin on that play. So let's go to the next one. All right. Hands. Usually I say hands. It's probably going to be a good, a good play. Yeah. Okay. Good play. Okay. This is one I think I couldn't explain enough on the, uh, on uh, Twitter, which I like sometimes just describing plays of 240 characters is not enough. I said, you know, I do want to run relatively fast. So gets into his pass set, stays pretty square right here, turns his hips as he's going to shoot, um, which does not necessarily generate the, the most power he can, but still um, staying relatively square. Right hand inside. The left hand, you can see how his left hand right here deflects off of the, off the hand of uh, number 98. Is 98 Burns? It looks like Burns' body type. I think that's Burns. Um, deflects off his hand, and then you can see it lands too high on that shoulder. We're watching the left hand right now, by the way. It lands too high on that shoulder, and you see how his hand automatically resets and, and goes to lift up that elbow and control that elbow. Um, you're controlling guys' elbows, his 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 uh, his uh, just call it before like your uh, your hinge points. That's that's a big deal. So uh, controls the elbow right there. Uh, good job, lifts that off of him. And then again, he opens up a little bit too much here, but then he is able to, to set his set his anchor, get his hands inside, and, and lift, uh, I'm going to call that burns off of him. So good and bad right there, but I would say overall it's a positive grade on that play. Uh, bend at waist uh, against the Chiefs. I know he struggled definitely against the Chiefs. So splashed bend at waist against Clark. Yeah, he definitely uh, struggled here in this game. Same deal. Hands are coming way too wide right here. Um, you have to have at least one hand tight in this situation where he's coming like this. You don't, you want to see one him be more on balance right here. You don't want to see him bending at the waist like this. I don't like to bend at the waist. You want to see him more arch arch in the back, you know, wider base and, and work up to, to that, you know, to kick this uh, number, uh, number 55 Clark out 
on this, uh, in, you call it mid zone, inside zone on that of this gun set right here. It's a little bit different. It looks like a sweep. It's really not. It's, 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 it's zone blocking. Um, so again, gets splashed cause he's leaning. Now, if he was to stay more upright, um, more arch in his back, then he, he wouldn't have to kind of, I don't know how to really explain that. He wouldn't get splashed as badly. I mean, he might still get splashed. Clark does look like he has pretty long arms. Um, but way too much lean right here, um, making that, uh, that, that those hips like a hinged point. So gets splashed, stood up. So good job by Clark getting inside. Extension, dropping his weight, rips him down, and it, and it takes uh, Conklin out of the play, tackle on the running back. So this is, this is because he got splashed right here. I think he chops upwards right there, yeah. So not a good job by Conklin. Gets splashed again, lean from upper body, wide hands coming into the punch. Not the best thing right there. Recovery from slip. This is a good play. On the, oh, yeah, okay. He's just trying to create movement right here. Um, these guys wedging in here, and then 77 and him are just trying to try to basically create movement, um, you know, keep them outside. Um, he's going to aim for that, that B gap. So he slips. You see how he widens out with that left. That He, like, he has that brace step. He tries to widen out to brace himself. Um, and he does end up slipping right here slides but i do like his hands like i said before in that play a lot earlier um the right hand stays inside and he's able to keep his hands on him and he he does torque him he uses circular force right here um oh i hope i don't know i don't know do i even have to have my earphones in if i'm not talking to anybody i, I forgot my earphones again when i, when I resumed it um, but good job with, with, with him right here keeping that uh, that contact uh, good grip strength standing up um, and not letting 99 get on that play. So, you know, it, usually all the guys slip right here. This guy's going to be able to scrape over top. You see some of that strength right here um, with that, with that like, containment-type punch uh, on that shoulder. So, touchdown for Henry. Next play. Made hole run. All right. Another one back power. Um, Trey block with the t with the uh, tight end on the front side of the play, and he gets a good push on him right here. Gets gets the hand on the shoulder right. Uh, gets extension. Um, I'd like to see again with the you see the tight end goes straight into him. You'd like to see him cover more ground inside first, then go into him. That's uh, a tight end. I'm not expecting him to be perfect. I think that's Johnu Smith, right? Is that the rookie from them? I believe it is. Um, but good job by Conklin right there, creating, creating movement right there to help the, the uh, tight end, keeping his eyes. As soon as he gets contact, eyes second level. So you need to see where he's punching. Eyes to the second level, peels off to the last second, and blocks uh, the uh, the backside linebacker on this. And then Henry's able to squirt through for, for a decent chunk of yards. So um, good job by Conklin right there, who, like I said, made pretty much that whole run. Leans into block. So this is a lot of his problem. You can see like the little stuff. There's a lot of little stuff I see that I don't I don't record like foot speed and stuff like that. Like I don't want to show people plays on Twitter of oh look at his foot speed. Like people, it has to be a little bit more obvious than that for people to be interested. So the things that I notice myself, I just write down and then that's when I list them. Again, uh, drag hand. I like the drag hand initially. Hand on the chest um, helps out the uh, number 64, the right guard. But I don't like this part of it. Like Clay's Campbell right there rushing wide. I don't like. This again, see, it's it's 
way too much lean from the waist. He's uh, he's not on balance right here. Clays Campbell just uh, kind of olays him pretty much. Uh, I don't know if he grabs. Does he grab him right here? He might grab him right there and pull him down. Swipes him, whatever. Watch a couple times. It looks like he just swipes him with that left arm. Conklin's off balance. Boom, big hit. So he uh, leans way too far into the stay more upright, get get more arch in your back, um, and and shoot if you have to. But I, I think uh, number 90 might have cleared him up a little bit with, with that with that outside hand. So that might have been good work by him, but still way too much lean into the block right there from Conklin, number 60, or 64, uh, 36. Finish block. <coughs> All right, this is a good play. Um, you can see a little bit of the foot speed right here is not the greatest, but it throws out that uh, that hand check right there. I call drag hand and hand check. Hand checks the run game pretty much. Um, keeps his hip square, throws out his hand right there, which obviously helps the um, tight end try to get in front of number 94. And then you're going to see holding. This is not noticed by the refs. You see that – You see that the uh, – let me pause it. That defensive end is holding his uh, jersey right here to, to not allow him to get to the second level. So that's why he's not able to get to the second level. He also does have slow feet as well. But uh, when he does get his hands on number uh, 44, he's on the best position. The running back gets tackled a couple yards of field anyway. But I do like how he finishes this play. This is where you're going to see that. He plays to the whistle and just launches this guy. Definitely like to see that for sure. Um you know, you you want guys who are going to set a tone on the offensive line, who linebackers are not, you know, uh, or who are afraid to go up against and they're pulling into a hole or when they're contacted. You know, it makes you think twice um, about that instead of the player, whatever it may be. You know, you might you might not try to fill or squeeze or or spill whatever it may be. So, I uh, definitely want to see that. Okay, so you have Conklin. It's, it's, it's pretty much on repeat. I don't have to talk much a lot about it. Leans into the block. Hands are wide. And when his hands come wide, like it's not really the strongest punch. Nagakwe sees that it's coming. He sees the lean. And he's going to pull him right into an arm over and then make the tackle on the running back. Uh, way too much upper body lean right here and uh, hands way too wide um, against a guy like Nagakwe who's going to beat you like that you know, pretty much every time. So Next. Define torque. All right. High form right. It's like a basically an outside, it's like an outside zone type blocking, a lead outside zone, boss zone. I call it more of a boss zone because he's going for looks like he's aiming for that that uh that secondary player. So I don't love how Conklin leans into this. You're watching, you know where he is. He's the right tackle. I don't think I have to show you um, every single time. But he, instead of covering the outside, you know, we're again, losing to gain, he kind of leans right into it. So I don't love that he's leaning right into this. But he does – looks like he might get that right hand into the chest. And then you're going to see him work his hips around. So that's the most important part of this um, at that point is to work your hips around. So even if you're not in front of it, you see he's in a sh like shuffle, 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 and work his hips so he's turning him inside. He's, he's inside leverage right now. Turn your hips, torque him inside, um, and then he's not able to make their tackle uh, or the hit on the running back or the tackle on the running back. So good job by him. It goes for a huge gain. So could fix it up right here. Uh, good job by the, the tight end stuffing him inside for him um, and then Conklin on, on working his hips around right there. Ten more plays left. We'll get into it. Like two minutes of talking lines, and then we'll be done. All right. 
works around QB's set point. Yeah, so uh, a lot of, like, offensive linemen, a lot of um, practices in NFL, high school, whatever, you know, offensive linemen, if they're blocking, if, if it's just the offensive line, they'll call a certain pass play, okay, uh, you know, whatever, dagger, dagger right, that, you know, X, X flank, whatever, something stupid. I'm just making up a name. You, you, you hear in the XFL now all the stupid names they have where they're really just going off the first letter of it in the order will tell them, you know, uh, 23, like, okay, 23 zone. Okay. Well, the, the two is the running back. They're going through the three hole. Like it's just a bunch of whatever. Um, so they, like I was saying, they work around set points. So they call a certain pass play, whether it be a, a you know, a one step drop and throw a three step drop, five step drop, seven step drop play actions are supposed to roll, right? Whatever it may be, they work with the cones or even maybe with the quarterback on those set points. So they, they're supposed to know where they're going to be um, set up to throw the ball. So you have to work around that point. So if he's going to be here, you maybe stay a little bit more tight inside and let him rush that arc and just push him up the arc. Or if he's going to drop in or if he's going to drop seven step drop, you know, you have to be disciplined both inside and outside where if he's a quick throw, you have a little bit more freedom to, to uh, 45 degree set or maybe even jump set. So uh, you're going to see it right here. I, I like how it works on set points, drag hands out like that. Um, it's a quick throw. So he does stay a little bit more tight. I like that. His hands land in his hands land a little bit high. Like I said, the right hand's a little bit high right there. Um, but he does get good extension. Um, you see the length right here. He does cover a decent amount of ground. I think he's like, like I said, I think he's like six, six. So he's a bigger guy. But one of the problems with him, like I said, is his anchor, uh, when guys get under his pads because he's so tall. So even if he is low, he might not be low for a six, one guy who's rushing against him. So, um, but he gets pushed back right here and I like how he's working on the set point. So now he knows he's going too wide and he's going to turn his hips and allow him to go too wide right here. So instead of shuffling and then trying to, to continue to shuffle um, along the angle that my mouse is taking, my, my cursor, um, then he can come inside. He works on the set point. So as soon as they, they kind of like uh, – he, he takes his hands off of him, he works around that set point. So really that's something small, but it's big to notice when he, he works around that. Uh, again, gets his hand inside and continues to work him up the arc um, and, and too far past the quarterback. So next one. All right. Texans, I think I think this is week 17 or maybe we're getting to the playoff. Did they play the Texans? No, that was the uh, – no. Well, those are the Bills and they played the – they played the Pats and then – no, they didn't play the Texans. Um, again, he's just trying to stuff number 97 inside um, for the, the right guard to be able to reach him on this mid zone. Um, the, he, he initiates good contact. I think he's leaning a little bit too much, but he gets his hands on. Turns him inside. You can see. You can see right there. Turns him inside, which makes him fall down to the ground. So he basically takes him out of the play, and then the, the right guard just has to clean it up. But his eyes turns him. His eyes are still in second level. Second level. Second level. Second level. And when he works to the second level, I definitely like that he stays square. Um, when when he does that, so he stays square to the second level. He's able to uh, get outside leverage on number forty one right here, and then boom, he's able to squirt through that hole now. You'd like to see the the left guard uh, not take an angle like this, where he's kind of bounced himself around there. Um, but uh, good job by him turning that guy inside, torquing him, getting outside leverage on number forty-one. And if he's not there, it's, it probably is a touchdown. Probably, maybe it's a break, maybe one tackle, um, which Derrick Henry, you know, definitely can do in the open field, especially once he gets his momentum moving. So 
Derek Henry is like what Leonard Fournette wanted to be. Um, so this is a pitch to a to a tight end. I believe that's Smith. That's a little bit. That's definitely odd. Um, but this this uh, nineteen pins uh, pins the outside linebacker, crack blocks him, and he pulls around out to the outside. Again, he's not the fastest guy in the world for sure. You tell he's not the fastest guy, but I do like that he's uh, that he, one that he checks. This is the biggest part of this. I like that he checks this. That he's not he's, he's like I said awareness. He sees number nineteen not get good leverage on the linebacker right here instead of just running past him, letting the the linebacker. Where at this point, if he doesn't if he doesn't check him, he's probably get outside and maybe make a tackle on the running back. But he sees that, throws that hand out there, pushes him back inside, and now nineteen's able to get better leverage on him, and he just misses him by a hand or he does hit him with his hand, but he's able to break it. If he doesn't do that, it's most likely a tackler runs into the back of him, and then he just squares up on uh, the uh, DB and, and stops his momentum, and then it's it's almost a touchdown. You know, they get to the to the 10-yard line or so. So good job by him. 41-week punch. Sometimes, like I said, if good technique, he has a decent punch. I'm never going to call it – I don't think it's a strong punch, but um, here Cam Jordan – He's going to rush uh, really wider in that arc. The the uh, number 81 tries to chip him and release. And then you're going to see Conklin throw out this hand. There's not really much There's not really much momentum behind it because um, he's, he's going back into his anchor. And he's just going to get – you see him get thrown back right here. So I do have – I don't think he's, he's the strongest punch. I'd also see like see him be a little bit more inside right here. Um, instead of outside, you're going to see able to scrape uh, – you know, across his face and make the tackle. So let's see him stay a little bit more inside, not lean as much in for that block because you're leaning in for that block. And again, you're not going to generate a lot of power through your, through your trunk up to your uh, torso. So, and it's Cam Jordan too, at the same time, Cam Jordan's really good, but there's still, he can still improve on his technique, throws him uh, to the outside and gets the, uh, the sack onto 10 Hill. So, we're going to play 43 out of 49. Conklin lean said, sorry for the uh, being a little bit repetitive with the lean stuff here, but it is one, it's the biggest issue in his game. Drag hand. On, th this plays a little bit of lean, but it's really not that bad. This is probably more of just, eh. This is, this is Cam Jordan being good as well in this play for sure. Um, the hand is a little bit high, and it doesn't look like it lands too cleanly, so it doesn't th it doesn't really throw uh, Jordan off. And then he tries to lean into anchor right here, and and Jordan just kind of like a club arm he had club arm over him right here, and and uh, Conklin's off balance, and it leads to uh, well, Tanhill does scramble out of the way, but it could have been a sack right there. So uh, there's a little bit of bad there, but it is definitely uh, you know kind of Jordan being a good player as well and being able to to feel that and club arm over him. Um, now this is definitely the, oh, how did that play? How did the Saints play in there? Then now this play, I don't know. Okay. Another play of him leaning. So he had a couple bad plays in a row here, huh? For my, for my uh, thing. So this, now this play, he's leaning into this because he's not going to be able to get the edge. So this is like, you, you see how slow his feet are right here. Oh, sorry. You see how slow his feet are? Like he's slow out of his stance, so I definitely like to see him fire out of his stance a little bit more here. So it's more of a of a hard edge uh, for the for number fifty two, um, and then he, and because of his slow feet, he ends up leaning to his block where if he covered more ground right here, um, he wouldn't have to try to you know kind of throw out his arms to uh, prohibit 
the edge player from getting that edge. But so slow feet right here, leans into it, throws his arm out, not really a strong punch. And I don't know if it's a swipe, uh, you know, a doesn't look like it can't be a club, uh, chop, whatever it is. Um, he leans into it and then it leads to be a, uh, I think it's a fumble. Fumble, incompletion, whatever it is, but he leans into it, doesn't create a lot of uh, – he, he needs to create a lot more um, push off of that off of that, uh, that post foot right there initially or needs to load up on it a lot more. So I form left. And, okay, so, so this is grip strength. Again, he's, he's not leaning too, too much into this, but his, his, his hands are coming from wide, but he does get that hand inside of him. So this is a play action. It's going to be a play action. So you can see it makes it look like a run block. And they, he's dropping back like it's like it's a pass set. So you can tell just by him that it's going to be a, a play action. So gets his hand inside right here. Um, he's not really trying to, trying to create a ton of force. He's just trying to lock him up. So it's really not that bad, even with the lean. Uh, gets his hand inside, shuffles with him, and you're going to see that that right hand just stay on him, stay on him, stay on him. He's not able to break that grip um, for a long time. So that's some of that the grip strength that we that we see right there that I uh, noted down. All right. Force running back early decision. So he's going to get stood up right here. I know it. Uh, running to the weak side in the single back. It's going to be a mid zone most likely. Yeah, inside zone, mid zone. And again, he creates really no movement at all. Leans into it from the waist. Hands are coming from low and wide, low and wide, chest controlled. And gets stood up. Now, if he was to kick him out, well, obviously the uh, – the center is not able to. The center doesn't take a good angle. You have to, the center has to anticipate him coming down. This, you know, coming this way. So he doesn't take a good angle. He screws it up. Conklin screws it up. Conklin creates no movement. And uh, gets he just gets completely stood up. And he's he, even while he's trying to block him, you have Clark who gets involved in the play, throws him to the ground. Uh, it's all, he also trips over the guy. To be fair, but uh, you definitely want to see him create more movement, especially on an outside linebacker. Uh, the end, the outside linebacker, Frank Clark is what, only 260 pounds, 265 pounds. So this is more from bad technique than his power. So he needs to lend at least a hand to his chest. He needs to, you know, defeat the arms, maybe maybe uh, chop the arms down, whatever it may be. But he can't just let him, he, he can't let everybody control his chest on, on run blocks. It happens too often in his game. Um, forces the running back to make, you know, t to, to run right into him, basically. Uh, forces early decisions, too. Like I said, if he was to kick him out, he can press a little bit inside here, bounce outside, you know, take a wide angle. Everybody scrapes over the top, then he cuts inside. But because he's not setting a, that, you know, that good edge um, offensive versus defensive perspective, um, it forces an early decision. So, let's see, three more plays. Good tech. This is the uh, conference championship game, by the way. It's you know, come down to the, to the wire. Or didn't come down to the wire. I'm just saying there's, we're coming down to the end. Um, I had to watch an extra three games of him because they, they did play in this game. So now this is a set where, again, it doesn't create a ton of movement on that. But you see he's a little bit more he's a little bit more balanced in his set right here. He's a little bit off balance. I think that could be a little bit more clean. Um, but he's he's more upright. He's not leaning as far into this. You see he's a little, he's a little bit more arch in his back right here. Lands the hand a little bit high again. Maybe maybe it's good. It, it slides off a little bit. Like he controls the elbow. Good job by Clark there. But gets his hand inside, comes over with that that like half moon punch, like I call it, um, over the top of that left, and then is able to. He feels that bull coming, and I like that he's now he hops backwards, big hop. That's not that's not Clark necessarily pushing him. Now now this is Clark pushing him, 
but th this is how he's going to respond. So like I said, if you're straight over, you're just going to, you're just going to fall, you're going to fall like a bowling pin over now to, to, to put your, to put your brakes out. Like I said, and he hops back and simultaneously as he's hopping back, he throws that hook under there. You see that movement while his hands there, you, while the left hand's there, you don't want to, you don't want to take both arms off because then you have no contact point. You want to alternate both punches, both taking your hands off. So that arms, that left hand, left arm is on there. And as he's hopping backwards, he's taking that hook under. So now when you're getting bold, you don't want to push. You don't want to push against push against as an offensive lineman. If you're getting pushed, if he's bowling into your chest, you want to lift. You don't want to fight force against force when you're already going backwards. You want to deflect the force upwards. Um, so that's what that hook is going to do. Gets under his pads, um, hops backwards in steps, gets that right arm under and he does get help from that uh, right guard, but he, he was going to stand him up anywhere right there. So uh, I like that technique on that anchor from him. Like I said, strong anchor when he has proper technique, there's a difference. It's not just always a strong anchor. You, uh, somebody with the best anchor in the world, if they have piss poor technique, it might not be a strong anchor anymore, you know? So, um, all right. So, um, second to last play gets into his pass set. Okay. Again, leaning a little bit more arch in the back. You see how he's a little bit more straight up. He's a little bit more leaned over. Uh, Luan versus Conklin. Like see him a little bit more up. He shoots both of his hands. That left hand deflects off of this hand. This hand ends up going wide of the shoulder pad and gets onto the back of, um, uh, Frank Clark Clark turns that speed into power. He see it's rushes up the arc and turns right into him power. And I like how Conklin automatically is going. He's not, he's not going to really get inside that chest is hopping backwards and controls the elbow controls that elbow. So good job by him uh, fighting the arms. Now, if he can't reach and now he's now he has his back arched in steps, bridge is going to come if he keeps rushing. Bridge is right there. So good job by him. Not initially, not the best, uh, but good reset by him. Last play. All right. Uh, Conklin aware turn linebacker. Okay, so we end on a good note. That's positive. All right. So they run a lead inside zone, Mike zone. And... I like how Con Conklin has to he has to scrape down the line of scrimmage right here and and just basically prohibit anybody from coming B gap or if they're going to scrape tight down this or, uh you know in the C gap so he's going to stay tight to the guard so I like I like that one he's staying tight to him and he's working laterally uh, laterally he's not going to just try to take an angle right here where he might just get his face crossed where he's working um like I said at that more lateral angle. Um, he is going to uh, be able to catch up to number 59 instead of just, like I said, if he was to cut up here, maybe the, he could just bend it a little bit around him. So I like the angle that he takes initially. Uh, obviously drops his helmet into him and it kind of hugs him right here. And then he turns him. He's not going to be able to really, he knows he's not going to be able to, I, I guess, torque him out of this. Even though he, he, he honestly he probably could, if he gets that left arm inside, he, he could torque him out. Um, where that's that would be more of a torque. If he was to get that 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 uh, left arm on the chest, this here, and then you and you torque him. You, that this hand would push as this hand uh, pushes, and you kind of like just spin his body almost. The, and that probably could happen in this scenario if he's able to line that hand, but he's not able to. And he really kind of just 
spins him around with that right arm as best as he can. Uh, now he does bump into the running back, but the running back is obviously able to to continue on. So um, that's it. Now, just quickly, like the side questions about him. Is he a scheme fit? Yes, I think he's a scheme fit. I don't necessarily think – I think inside zone is probably the best scheme for him. Um, he's not as powerful as I'd like him to be in more of a power scheme, especially not the technique where he can kick guys out or more power schemes. You definitely want to have more physical leverage pushing guys out where versus zone you want to have more uh, positional leverage just being in front of guys. Um, so I don't think he's a great fit for that outside zone. He's, I don't think he's fast enough for, um, for it's more inside zone tight zone. Um, I think he's the best fit for that, which is the jets ran mostly last year, more inside type stuff. They did sprinkle in some mid zone outside zone, but I think he's a scheme fit for one now in terms of uh, the contract and things like that. People are, Oh, well, are you willing to go $15 million a year for this guy? It's a loaded question. And I want to hit quickly on, um, is he going to be a first-tier free agent? If he's a first-tier free agent and you have to offer him quickly, you're going to lose out on him. Let's say all the, all the offensive linemen, all the top guys, him, Sheriff, Tooney, um, even maybe McGovern or McGovern, yeah, McGovern from the Broncos, a center who's like the best center. Those guys are going to be offered right away. So would I risk low-balling Conklin and losing out on all those guys? Um, that's the hard part about this question because in a perfect world you know I think the top tackle ever makes like 17 million dollars a year so am I labeling him a top tackle top five type tackle in the league I don't think he is I think he's a solid player um but I do think he has flaws in his game that I that I showed you uh, on this show so do I think he's top tier no solid yes is a toonie from what I've seen a top tier guy yeah I'm willing to pay him a lot of money um but I would offer that 15 million dollars for him because I'm 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 and and this might not be the best idea in free agency but I don't want to get any I don't want to get nobody like I don't want to miss out on on Sheriff Tooney Conklin whoever else you guys want to say at you know at tackle the back the more the second tier type guys um Trent Williams if he's not you know re-signed or whatever um or traded uh, and then just have nobody and they go into the draft needing three offensive linemen new starters because you're forcing yourself in this, in, into a position where you need to to draft the guy I'm a guy my personal philosophy is address holes in free agency draft best player available um, now, even if they, they address holes in free agency, maybe you, you do lean a little bit more towards offensive line because they need offensive line. Like, let's say Judy's an A-plus player and you have Wills or whatever is, is an A player, both sitting there at 11. Maybe you take the offensive lineman because you need offensive line more than you need receiver. Um, but overall, I don't want to have to be forced into taking a – let's say they value, you know, Andrew Thomas as a B-plus player. I don't want to take a B-plus player over an A-plus player in Judy because you're forcing yourself into a spot because you're not addressing that need in, off, in, in the offensive line in the offseason. So um, even though with tackle, I think they have a little bit more flexibility where with center, guard, guard, I think they really need at least – they need at least a center and a, and, a, and a left guard or a right guard at the minimum this, this free agency, in my opinion, because Brian Winters is gone. You're not going to pay him $7 million. You, don't, you literally don't have a right guard. So – um, in my ideal world, yeah, they sign all the offensive linemen. I think in the perfect world, what happens this year um, is they replace all five. They're not going to happen. Are they going to replace four of the five? No. So realistically, they sign Tooney. They move him to left. They, they have him at left guard where he's really strong at. You move Alex Lewis to to, uh, to right guard. You sign him for another year or two. I, or he might be. I think they resign him, which is not ideal as a right guard. But it is what it is. Like I said, you can't replace the whole offensive line one year. And then uh, you sign McGovern. So now you're going to the draft with Tooney at left guard. You re-sign Beecham. You have Beecham, Tooney, McGovern, 
Lewis, and then you have Adoga as a backup option. I think he should be a swing tackle at this point. A swing backup guy. I think he's a work on his strength. I think he has solid technique, but in a perfect world, he's a swing tackle. But you go into the draft for that lineup. You draft a tackle at 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 uh, let's call it Thomas at um, <clears throat> eleven this year, and then you're looking at offensive line of of, of Beecham, Tooney, McGovern. Lewis and Thomas that's that's a lot better than maybe next year that's when you replace you know let's say uh Beecham or or Lewis or both of them you know so I think that's ideally what happens but is that going to you know then you go then you run into the risk going into the draft now you have no tackle and you really don't want a Dogo starting and let's say they don't like Thomas because he has slow feet or uh the other the other guy because he has uh he, he may be moving to guard like I said I'm not two up on those guys. I know their names would be, if you send them to me, but I'll blank out. I've been talking for two hours, but let's say the two top guys that you want are gone. The other two guys are not scheme fits. Now you don't want to draft them. Now you draft Judy. And now you go into the, now you go into the next year um, with Adoga, Beecham and Lewis. Now you have three returning starters um, of that offensive line. So uh, I'm willing to pay him high. Uh, now, if it gets absurd, no, I, I'm not paying the jets tax for him. Uh, make him the highest offer, but listen, if he goes, okay, well, guess what? The, uh, whatever the Ravens are offering me $14 million a year. You're the jets offer me 16, 17. Am I willing to do that? Nope. No. Would I offer 14 and a half over there? 14? Sure. But I don't think you can necessarily overspend for him, but the only reason I'm even willing to go that high is because of how desperate the jets are for offensive line right now. So if that makes sense, uh, I hope it does, but that's kind of my feelings on that. Um, but I know I do not, I do not feel he's elite. I don't feel he's a top flight type guy. Uh, obvious. He had some very obvious flaws in his game that he needs to fix, but he's already 27, 26, which I'm 27, which makes me sound old, but for an elite football player, he's in his prime, but he's going to start going down, you know, in the next couple of years, offensive line. The good thing about them is they last a couple more years. Once, once running backs, corners get to 27, you're like, oh, okay, 27, that might be good. But by, by 28, 29, that might be starting to go downhill a little bit. So um, especially depending on how many snaps they've had, injuries, et cetera. And also with Conklin, I know he's had some injury problems in his past. So he's, 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 a, he's a solid player with injury history. So are you willing to pay him top flight market money? It's, if they do, you know, sure, uh, the Jets have a, a much better tackle than they've had in the last couple of years. So I, th- I feel he's a top 15 type tackle, maybe even top 10 on the lower end of that top 10. But now he has an injury risk and he's really not as good as you're paying him, but you're paying the free agency, you know, tax, Jets tax, whatever it may be. So it's definitely going to be interesting with him. But in an ideal world, they don't sign him. It's it's Tooney McGovern and then you're leaving some room because Tooney's going to be top flight. Uh, McGovern's not going to, you're not going to break the bank. But now with that, you know, if you sign Tooney McGovern and then you don't get Conklin, like you said, you draft that, that hopefully that tackle. If you, if not, it is what it is. And, and you have to do your best with, with uh, Beecham and Adoga. Um, maybe look at second tier guys, third tier guys in the market. But now you also have room to re-sign Anderson, which is important, which I think people are kind of just brushing off. Like he's not an important piece to this team. You have, you have room to potentially re-sign him. Now maybe um, you can sign Boye or, or uh, Jimmy Smith from the Ravens at, at corner or this guy or that guy. So it's going to be an interesting free agency period. Um, I'm not going to have every free, every free agent done. Like I'm, I, it's uh, it's what February 17th or whatever it is. I'm not going to be able to do, a ton of more reviews before it happens. Maybe I'll get a couple, maybe I'll get three or four more guys out. Once the Jets sign guy, like if, if they sign uh, Jimmy Smith, I don't expect them to sign Jimmy Smith. They don't have a film review done of him. I'll get a film review done in a week. You know, that's, that's that is how it's going to be because I missed a couple months. So I don't have as much, I didn't have as much time to prepare for free agency. Same thing with the draft. I might do 
you know, the top three, maybe I'll do the top three, four tackles, and maybe I'll do two receivers and an outside linebacker or two, but I'm not going to do 30 guys like I did last year. So uh, once you judge draft guys, I'll, I'll get into the film review. So uh, that's it for the show. Um, maybe before the next one, I'll do a mailbag again. Uh, I appreciate everybody watching. Like I said, about two hours of offensive line discussion, film breakdown, things like that. Uh, as you guys know, just based on watching this show, watching the show, I just showed you guys 49 plays. That's 49 plays I had to record, you know, edit the time a little bit. I watched every single snap of of Joe of uh, of uh, Jack Conklin and then recorded it and then put it on Twitter and then put descriptions for you guys because in in my world I I could really just you know watch the film understand the player and not post it. Um, but I want to show you, you know, the, the people who are fans of the show or consistent fans of the show. Who, like I said, I appreciate you guys coming back and listening. Um, so if you could, like I said, share it with whoever. Uh, if people, if you're at work and all, oh, Joe Tooney's a power guy and he has really good technique or whatever it may be, or, or Conklin, or, oh, he's a bad he's a bad offensive lineman. Hey, this guy, Joe Blewett, TJ Filmer, go watch the show. You know, most likely they won't, but if you refer friends, friends I, I really appreciate that. Five stars, awesome. Uh, five star and a review is really, really awesome. Helps push me up the charts, get to more people. Uh, Patreon's always there. It's below my Twitter. It's below, uh, the YouTube link, the podcast link. Um, don't feel you don't, there, nobody's obligated to it, you know, at all, but it does cost money to do this show literally with the computer, with the technology I need and eventually a new computer, et cetera. So, um, I appreciate everybody listening. I'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, watch out for the vote on Twitter. Like I said, a couple of days between uh, who's going to be the next free agent after Tooney, but I will be posting Tooney in a couple of days or at least I'll start to. So like I said, appreciate everybody for listening. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon.